<laughs> yeah, Bobby Head. I need Bobby Head of you right here. You can just do this all day. Bobby Head. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dave all day. I appreciate you wanting the bobblehead of me though. That's pretty cool. Man. I think you. I think you. You know, you would be beard and dude. I think you would nice. I think you know what? Yeah, bobblehead yeah. and big day would be nice. I think you're right. Honestly, I didn't. The outcast need to get on that. I think you're right. A bobblehead of me. Would be awesome. Yeah. Courtesy. Of bow sports.com, stitcher.com, iTunes. You can subscribe to this lovely, sexy, wonderful podcast for free. Tune in media for your mobile devices, Google Play Podcasts, and we are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly call Bow on Bulls, the show totally, utterly, and foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. I am Big Dave. I've seen up. And welcome to the second round of the Tournament of Trash. How did you enjoy round one, Chris? Uh, I enjoyed it uh, immensely. It was fun seeing <laughs> these reaction when he realized he said the most, probably could have been number one seed, but you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty ridiculous, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's funny. Look at the whole thing. I think you're right. We didn't say too many things that's now, granted, this is like a recency bias, right? Because like we didn't, we didn't go. No, we can't remember anything we said like seven years ago. Correct. But, but uh, look at the board. You know, we we pretty much kind of level headed. You know. Yeah, but it, um, yes, there was there was definitely some bads in there. For oh sure. yeah, some bads. But, but it wasn't you know insane. You know, there's a there's a level to you know bad takes. You know what I mean? Like you can say, oh, that's just a bad take, dog. And then some of them are just like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's insane. You know, D had probably the most, like, that's insane. Like, yeah. He had two, well, in my opinion, he had two insane ones. But I thought I had an insane one. But but overall, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been fun to do. We will continue doing it because this is round two. And we got a special guest on with us to do round two, ladies and gentlemen. This young man here has been wanting to do the Tournament of Trash with us for a while. Um, he was the first name we thought of when we said we need a guest for round two. This was the first name we thought of. He was very excited. I'm very happy that he's here. Very intelligent from the Bulls Gold podcast, which you can check out anywhere, man. It is an awesome podcast he does with our guy, Ed Schuler Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Salim the Dream. Salim Sudawala. Did I get it right? Tell me I got it right. You did. You did. You're good. Uh, I love your introduction because, like, you like the Monty Williams, like... <laughs> Pump me up, like, can you call me in the morning? Get me like ready <laughs> to run through a wall every morning. That that's 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 love, man. Like the way you introduce me, you call me intelligent. Like I'm not intelligent, but like I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, you, wouldn't, you couldn't be here if you weren't intelligent, man. You know what I mean? And the glasses are a dead giveaway. <laughs> like, you got glasses. Oh, on. the stereotype. I'm gonna think I, I you're gonna be. I trick people. I trick people. I guess. Yeah. But seriously, I think about it. Make it until you make it. <laughs> make it till you make it. <laughs> no, I love that last name, Sudawala. That's dope. Yeah, it is, yeah. Right? It's, it's it's I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I ever told you guys. It's so basically the the way it's derived. It's kind of like the olden days where you know, you know your family's occupation. So like mm. we used to make um my family had a company like way back, I don't know who knows how long ago, 
-hmm. used to make this material called sutter sutter it's like a okay. thing you make out of ropes oh wow yeah uh, or you make ropes from that and, and um wala means people like person people or whatever so sutter wala so like we made that our 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 we like we were people that made that stuff so we were that people that's essentially that's what the name is yeah so wow, uh, yeah i don't know when when uh people stopped making that in our family <laughs> like <laughs> at some point <laughs> like, well well at least, at least you still know the story so you can pass it on yeah. no yeah it's it's a cool it's kind of a cool story kind of like when people are named like smith right because they're a blacksmith yeah Right, 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 like back right, in the right. olden days, like that right. was your last name because that's what you did for a living. Yes. <laughs> what is cool? What is a Watson? What is a Jordan? Uh, it's a slave name, Chris. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I, yeah, those names are not. Uh... <laughs> that's why you see. Uh, that's why you see like Shaquille O'Neal. Like no one, no black person's name O'Neal. Like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not not originally, at least. Not originally, like, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a like, deeper conversation, Chris. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they they, 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 they were all like there were so a lot of those names were like Islamic names, like mm -hmm. yes, very true. Black people were mo like originally yes. Muslim, and that's why yes. Not to get into that conversation, but that's why like the nation of Islam started. Mm -hmm. Like people wanted to go back to their yeah. roots. Yes, yes. Oh no, you preach it to the choir. I know. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I, I know you guys know. Like, uh, it just that's like the story behind the nation, kind of the story behind the nation of Islam. Kind of, yeah, yeah. That's Celine Sudawala. That just rolls off the tongue. Don't Celine Sudawala. Yeah, man. It, it's you can chant it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a good thing. Sudawala. It's long though. Like I, I always hated like when you know you like a stupid thing, but when you make your own jersey or something. Like having your last name in the back, I hate it. Like the, how long it is. Like, <laughs> it's like so I was just put Celine. Like it's just shorter. I like you know I hate the stuff like that. I hate it. Like the longness of the name. What did you did it change though? Like for you, like when you see like all these players in the league with like the hyphenated last name, because that's definitely like a, a igloo arc around the back yeah. right there. Yeah, that's true. I you know speaking of players in the league, I was. I was very excited when Salim Stoudemire came into the league. Just like, <laughs> not a lot of people knew my name, so I was like, I hope this guy makes it big so like Salim becomes like a like a household name. Like Shaquille <laughs> became like, like a household name. Like Shaquille is a traditional like Muslim, right. Islamic, mm -hmm. Indian people name. In well, Chris never, Chris has never had to worry about that. His first and his last name are always on somebody's jersey. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like, exactly. he, he has nothing to worry about on that one, man. I do. Exactly. I do. I, 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 a couple of occasions, I, I have people say, "Spell your last name." I'm like, really? <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> J O R. That was an O or A. D A. <laughs> okay, I'm like the uh, two D's or <laughs> <laughs> that a Jordan. Like with the eye, like is that, what that is? like the Jordan. Wow. Is it that the Jordan uh, Candy? Like that's how that's spelled with the eye. I think Jordan Candy. This is Jordan Candy. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's some kind of like uh, I can't remember exactly. It was, it's like a hard like candy with like almonds. Hmm. Let me see if I can find it. I've never heard Jordan of that candy. We learning all kinds of stuff already. Absolutely, man. 
I'm still yeah, on the suit of water. Slim said he wasn't smart. Look at that. Right. I'm not intelligent, but yeah, let me look up. Broke down black history, candy history. History of Islam. It's Jordan Almonds. Yeah. So it's like five minutes. Almonds. <laughs> yeah, he tells he tells us five subjects in five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> it's, it's like this hard coated uh, uh, candy with uh, with almonds inside. It's it's not spelled with an I. It's spelled this is spelled regular Jordan. Jordan. Oh really? Yeah. Is, yeah. There's a. It's a. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. It's, it's have you bad. had it? Yeah, yeah, I've had it. It's. Um, is it worth your time? Is it is it worth Chris's time? Because I don't eat almonds, so is is it worth Chris's time? Yeah. <laughs> they're not amazing. Like they're, it's, I mean, they're not like amazing. It's not bad to try. It's they have them okay. like at your regular like Myers and stuff like that. You can, I think they're like, I don't know if they're like an Easter specifically like an Easter candy. I'm not sure because they're they're colored like Easter colors, so. I don't know wow. if it's like spe- specifically like I may, I may have bought those before because I, I like buying those Easter egg things with the uh, the malted middle. I like that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah. If it had chocolate in it, I pretty much bought it at some point. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds like you, man. Like It yeah. sounds like something you do. I mean, you you like, you know, peanuts and, and those kind of things. So, you know. Yeah. You, you would get down with something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That right. makes sense. Makes sense. All right, let's talk about some basketball, shall we? Yeah, let's, do it. <laughs> let's get into that. Let's talk about these Chicago Bulls because it is a very exciting time in Chicago and in the surrounding areas for all Bulls fans. And thank you, AK. Thank you, Mark Eversley, for providing that excitement here in Chicago. Uh, Salim, I haven't heard um, you voice your opinions on this yet, uh, but I'm sure you have on your podcast, but I'd like for you to do it here. Uh, your opinions on the Bulls' offseason moves, and I'm going to kind of start at the beginning. I want to start with uh, Lonzo Ball. Like, what are your feelings on Lonzo Ball now being a Chicago Bull? Finally, it's it's crazy to think that this is the first time the Bulls, as a fan, like, we wanted a player for so long, and he's finally actually become a Bull. I, I, I've mentioned this on on Bulls Gold, but how, how many times did we have a player that we want, like, you know, you, you go from way back in the day to Paul Gasol originally, uh, Amari Stoudemire, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron, Bosch, Wade, name your names. We had rumor to get said player for, like, months. Doesn't happen for one reason or another because probably our previous regime drops the ball one way or another. But yeah, AK, AK goes out. I mean, Pampers, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> big Chicago, big market, tampering. That's what big markets do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, got, got our guy. Got the guy that we've been go- wanting. And obviously he's not necessarily that big of a name as the those previous guys aforementioned. But he's still a, a young, he's still a star in a sense that he is a, he is a, bigger name in today's league like ball name and you know they have like their reality show and he's only 23 he still can get better he's shown that he can get better he's improved his game over the last uh so many years from coming into the league changing his mechanics on his shot uh i think he still has room to grow mate i don't know if he'll be an all-star maybe he will be but i feel like you know it, 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 that kind of signing that the 
we haven't seen as a Bulls fan, right? We haven't seen Bulls get their guy that they've actually always wanted. Mm-hmm. Not when he's old. I'm talking about get him when we wanted him. Not like Paul Gasol where we got years later when he was like 38. You know, we wanted Paul Gasol when he was 25, 26, not when he was 38, right, originally. And not to say Paul Gasol didn't work out, but but yeah, you guys, you get the idea. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. we didn't get him. We didn't get him injured <laughs> like like Zach Levine. Yeah, who worked out pretty well. <laughs> it worked out well. It worked out well. So Lonzo comes in, uh, like you say, he fills that void, and you know, you get a guy that you know you kind of really truly wanted, and you know, you need it at that position. Uh, what, in your opinion, does he immediately provide for this team? So he's a smart player. Uh, will come in, impact the game positively. You, we Bulls don't have enough of that. Like the last season, last many seasons, we've had a lot of players that just, you know, one reason or another didn't cut it on the court, didn't impact winning. And that's what he does. He impacts winning. He makes smart plays. Um, I think people might have a little misunderstanding of exactly who he is at this point. I don't think he's necessarily that lead initiator. He's more of a, con- like, I don't know if you heard the term connector going around he's he's a good wing, like guard wing that not necessarily he'll start the play but he'll he'll finish it he'll find the guys cutting to the basket he'll move the ball make the smart pace I mean he's done a little bit stuff in pick and roll coverage but for the most part he does smart things on the court and you know he'll hit hit his open threes catch and shoot threes he shoots 40 percent on that obviously he's more of a as far as a Point guard is concerned. He's more of a full court point guard. So you'll see the ball, I think, off the off the rebound. It'll be nice to see him get the ball and, and get yes. push that boy. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some of these lob passes from like half court <laughs> and and full court to like Zach and Pat. That'll be interesting. I we're we're gonna get hyped for that. But yeah, he's he's just a guy that will impact winning. When you look at I know like a lot of people don't like necessarily the advanced stats and metrics and stuff, but he grades out well on every single one that you see. Like he, he, like I said, he just impacts winning. Wow. That's a great point. Uh, so you get, you get your point guard and you're set in there because, you know, we needed one, but you still need other things. You, you definitely needed some true wing help. And so you go out and you get <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, who honestly is one of the best at that position uh, in the NBA. Uh what are your feelings on DeMar DeRozan on this team? Because there's a lot of talk about fit and does he fit with this team? He's, you know, 12 year vet, you know, Bulls overpaid, you know, those kind of things. What is your opinion on DeMar DeRozan now being with the Bulls? So originally my opinion, I was, I was worried about the cost, but then, you know, I was like, you know what, this is, I, I still have that small market mentality going. Like guard packs have ruined my brain a little bit because, Fair. you know, they, I was like, you know what? Well, who cares? Who cares about the 2025 pick? We're not going to be bad in 2025. We're going to be a good team still. So it's going to be a late pick anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting a guy like DeMar, who's so well-respected around the league, like people like really think very highly of him. You get him. He's a legit star player like he, he was a he's a four or five time all-star he's made the all-nba team many times arguably he's coming off his best season in the pros uh so you add that caliber of player you say whatever you want about his defense yeah he's a bad defensive player no there's no hiding that 
Mm-hmm. But when you talk about fit, what he does bring, he brings that half-court creator that we've been lacking. Hmm. That's the playmaking. That's what he gets. He's going to get the ball in his hand in the fourth quarter. You get Zach, uh, Vooch, Lonzo off the ball more. Zach off the ball, oh, my God. He's, he's such a good off-the-ball player. Hmm. And it's been under – He's not been able to be an off-the-ball player just because we haven't had other guys that you can give the ball to because we've had to rely on Zach being a point guard because, like I said, we don't have a lot of create. We don't have any other on-ball creators on this team till now. Yes. Right. So you you think about Zach as a catch and shoot off-ball three-point shooter, forty-eight percent. Can you imagine that? It's pretty can good. You, that it's absurd. It's absurd. Forty-eight percent on catch and shoot threes. Wow. You know, and, and him coming off of curls, off of like step backs and things like that. Like if he if he, off of screens, like doing moves that he does, he's gonna get so many more opportunities to do that. And it's crazy. You know, a couple of days ago, I shared his 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 shot chart over the last four years, and you gradually see how improved he gets. Like you gradually see more and more green. Like mm-hmm. as as the last four years, you know, you see more yellow and green as opposed to the red, mm-hmm. and he's just become an elite shot maker, like all over the court, pretty much. Yeah. The dude, the dude's a problem. He's a flamethrower. I routinely called him that last year. He's just mm-hmm. an absolute flamethrower, and now you're going to get an opportunity where he's not going to be defended like he's been defended. Like correct. You look at you look at. Like B-ball index does does grades out like his shooting, mm-hmm. where he gets like A's across the board on shooting, and then they 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 grade how well he like he's openness rating, mm-hmm. and it's like a negative something. He's an F on openness, so basically that means he's he's barely ever open. He's hounded, and he's still that ridiculously efficient and just absolutely killing people. So now imagine you add a guy like DeMar DeRozan when you talk about fit, being that half-court creator, having Vooch for an entire season, having these guys that can space the floor for Zach, Cook. Now I ask Zach to Cook. Game was over. Like, you're going to – this Bulls offense is going to be so damn good. It has the potential to be a top-three offense. That's that's just a fact. Ooh. So – Man, I'm just I'm so excited. Like I you can tell how yeah, excited yeah. I am. This, this yeah. talent, the fit is there. It's so, gonna be yeah, it's just gonna come down to can Billy from day one from preseason training camp, preseason get these guys to to connect right away. Mm. And and I I think he can. I think they will be because they got a lot of good dudes on this team, unselfish mm-hmm. dudes. Like Zach is probably one of the most unselfish players in this league, I think. Like he doesn't get credit. He people get people may have a misconception of him being selfish uh, as a player, but yeah, mm. he, he's not a selfish player. He he'll, he'll give up what he wants. You saw what he did in Team USA. Yeah, the sacrifices yeah. he made there. So yeah, not to go on. I know Jordan. Uh, sorry, I keep calling you Jordan. I don't know why, Chris. It's my uh, name too. I know. I know. Feel I know, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes at Chicago, you know, we, we want to have an excuse to say the word Jordan. So here's your excuse to, to say to, to say the name Jordan. 
I know. know. Podcast <laughs> me. Say, I'm, say sure, I'm also used to calling you C Dub, so that's why when I yeah. just say they all say, work. Yeah, they all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work. But well, I don't. I don't. Stop. You had a question for me. Well, sorry, I kept going yeah. On. So I'm I'm going through my little feed here. No, go. No, it's fine. Uh, I love what you have to say. I go to my feed and I see your article saying that executives uh, pit the DeRozan sign as the worst signing of the summer. Yeah, I was going to get into that. Yeah, I, I definitely was going to get into that. Okay. That's the headline. I didn't read the article. Yeah. That was the headline. Yeah, because I wanted to know Salim's definite opinion on that. You know, yes. the ESPN poll, you know, they polled, you know, executives and agents. Uh, what's the best move? What's the worst move? You know, who's the best player in the league? You know, all those kind of questions. And when it came up, um, the best moves in free agency. It's funny because the Bulls tied for third, and then but they said who are the worst, and the Bulls were tied for first. So what <laughs> what what's your opinion on this league? Like the Bulls make with with everything you just ranted about and and raved about with Demar Derozan and Lonzo Ball and and the offense. What do you say to those executives and agents who think that it still wasn't a good move? Yeah, people get caught up in the cost because it was it was a cost. It costs a lot to get these moves done. It, it they weren't cheap. Like Thad and a future first. That's a lot to give up. I get it, but you're getting what you're getting return. Uh, you know, is really good. You, if you want something, you have to be willing to pay for it, right? Mm. That's that's how it goes. Yeah, the contract too is a little overpaid. I'd like to probably see more around like that twenty, twenty two million. Whatever, it's not my money. Like, I'm all for the rise of spending. If this is a sign, I've been saying, if this is a sign that they're opening up that that pocketbook, that ownership is changing their ways, hey, hmm. game on. I love it. Let's do that. Let's go. Let's do it. Like, if, if that's how you're going to be from now on, actually acting like you're a big market team and not worrying about penny pinching like you guys, this, this organization's been doing for so long, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. So I think that's what a lot of times these these other executives and even some of these media people, they they focus on the cost more than the fit. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are good people that write about basketball, like a Stephen No, mm. um, a guy like, uh, I don't know if you've watched that video on um, Coach Nick, uh, B-Ball Breakdown. Um, there's others too. There's uh, Chris Herring. He he wrote on a good article about how the, this team fits. That's what that's what like I get the cost angle. I I can get why people be like this is costly, but simply focusing on the cost and that's how you're grading the move. It's dumb. Let's talk about the fit, and we've talked about the fit. The fit is there. This team is going to be great as as far as fit is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm focused on at this point, and. The cost is is whatever. I'm I'm not even worried about the cost anymore. I think the fit is there. I think if they can just find a way to be like middle of the pack defensively, they they have a chance to win 50 games. I think. Mm. Wow. Yeah, Chris, what do you what do you feel about that, Chris? Yeah, I, I agree with Salim. You know, and, the, and executives they value their picks. You know, so oh my god, you're trading the pick. Oh my god, that's something I you know, and that's uh, that's an unknown. Right. That's a good point. And, I didn't think of it like that. You're right. And it is, it is. And that's, uh, that's kind of like what it is. And the money is always funny because like, it's not, it's not, it's not your money. Like even people hit the Dwayne Wade thing or Jabari Parker thing. I'm like, they have the money to spend. It's not your money. They almost take it like it's their money out their pockets. It's not. 
you sacrifice some picks that, you, that that's unknown. You don't know what's going to be. So, so rather than rely on something that's unknown, you know, AK and Eversley, they want to control what they control now, right? That is having a better team now. And to your point, Celine, I don't plan on being bad five years, two, three years from now, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't, I'm not thinking about – it's like I think that's too far down. I'm never, I'm never going to get anywhere. I'm just going to always go worry, look over my shoulder, if I spend so much money. The goal is – like, mm-hmm. I want to win now. If that happens, fine. If I lose, I want to lose trying to win, mm-hmm. you know. I want to lose having a better team than I did last year, you know. But, it was, yeah, those, yeah, so – yeah, those those are Zach's that just you know they they, they love their picks and and whatnot. Yeah. And to your point, Dave, you can't be the best the best summer signings and the worst signings also as well. And also you got to remember, <laughs> you also got to remember these guys talk talks you know. So uh, Zoe and you know you don't know what conversation they have you know. Mm-hmm. So they, they 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 may be reasons why each one came to the team you know or came on board because all that all that's in play too. And you can't. That's not tangible. It's something you can't add. It's something you can't see. But that's something that I'm yes. sure um, has went on behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, I'm ready. And to the, to the point, <laughs> you was talking about the Rosen's um, something a little bit while ago about his uh, not being open, and that's very true. But when I watch him play, he likes having guys on him. Like he'll he'll take a pump fake, open and back you down, which is cool. That's his game. But uh, but yeah, but when he's the third option, Dave, like we talk about, and you swing the ball, and we say he's one on one. You know, he's the third option. Mm-hmm. He, you should get better shots, and your percentage uh, of shot making should go up because you're getting better shots, better opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, on the weak side, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to love this offense. Yes, and, no, and you're right, you're right. And I thought some of y'all support that with Zoe. Zoe is not a true point guard. He can do point guard stuff, but he's not going to run the offense. Um. Maybe, maybe that I've got a college economy, but maybe that will come uh, to fruition, you know, with the Bulls. Maybe he will go to a, a true point guard. But uh, I've learned a lot about Lonzo and that he's unselfish. I, I didn't Very. know he was that unselfish and Very. that down to earth. <laughs> Very. Um, so that's something that I've learned. Like, I, I, I didn't know that. So that t- tells me his personality is that not to be a a you know the number one dog on the team an alpha male right. which you kind of right. saw in college honestly kind of saw that he wasn't an alpha but mm-hmm. definitely um him come to the bulls i learned a lot about zo um yeah his so, ball distribution yeah. is gonna be great you know like for those guys like it's gonna be spectacular yeah yeah and definitely sling man when he grabs rebound because he does a good job doing that and just looks down court real fast and throw that ball way <laughs> 90 feet down the court to yeah. zach to like zach and and the rosen streaming down the court and then you got Pat Williams trailing. Oh, come on, man. That's like, really? Yeah, exactly. So that, that's what you're looking for as far as the fit is concerned. And one thing I'm, I'll be interested in is I, I think Lon, Lon, like they asked Lonzo about his role last year with the Pelicans, and he wasn't really handling the ball as much, especially late in games. They had like Point Zion. Like they had <laughs> Zion running the offensive yeah, more, and, and they, they used yeah. – they use Lonzo as more of a wing, yeah, uh, uh, like a, sp- a floor spacing wing, which is why his catch and, and shoot went up. So, so. yeah, exactly. But like, I, I'll be interested because I do think the best thing for the Bulls in late games is Lonzo being a wing, I, mm. I, because I think I think you'll you'll need to get more so with Zach and and DeRozan getting the ball. I think maybe you can have 
Lonzo bring the ball up the court, but then I think he'll have to like maybe in a pistol action or something like that, mm-hmm. give the ball to DeRozan and then DeRozan sets the offense. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, agree. I was talking to Dave about his pick and roll offense. Like he doesn't like he's not Dame Litter on the pick and roll. He's not going to step back, slash, shoot jump shots. No, and to be a true threat at that point guard position all game, you have to have those, especially a good point guard. You have to have those offensive moves. Oh yeah, you have to put pressure on the defense, and that's right. what really. That's what separates guys as far as their ability to be, you know, really good playmakers. Because Lonzo, you know, he has the strengths, but he's, he doesn't put a lot of pressure on the defense offensively. So not yet anyways. Maybe he'll improve that. He's still young. Mm-hmm. Like he's like we say, he's only 23. So maybe he'll improve gradually at that in that regards. But, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. That's one thing I'll be interested to see if if – he'll still be okay with being that wing in the fourth quarter, as opposed to being the guy who has the ball and doing the creating, like, cause that's the, I think that's what he wants to be. He wants to do absolutely uh, be the guy in the fourth quarter has the ball and is doing the creation. But I think fit wise, it would make a lot more sense for De- uh, DeMar to be that guy because uh, truthfully he, DeMar is our best point guard, mm-hmm. our best lead initiator. Um, He's he's just been he's the improvements he's made in that regard has just been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely true. And and actually, I think in that fourth quarter, you'll see Monzo handle the ball more. Um, and the only reason I say that is he continued to say, "I came here because they they're going to let me be me. They wanted me for me." And what I know about him is he enjoys handling the basketball and he likes having the ball in in his hands. But Chris also wonderfully pointed out um, he's not a guy who's going to take somebody, like he said, off the dribble and go to the cup because he said, Chris always said, yo, when he goes to the cup, he gets the ball taken from him. Like every time he gets stripped. So he'll be the guy, I think, setting up that half court offense, you know, getting it started, you know, and it starts with him and it kind of flows through him. So even if the um, DeRozan is the one that ends up getting it and, and kind of, you know, runs it his way, is going to start in Lonzo's hands. And I think that's kind of how he want, He just wants to touch the ball. You know, some guys just need the ball, you know, to get everything established because he's really intelligent. You know, he's very, very smart in, in how he plays. But I think in the sense of wanting me for me, I think that kind of comes into play. If we think about it, you know, it may be Zach because Zach for the first time could like, we don't say for the first time, but, you know, the court is, should be wide open. Much more yeah, open. He, I don't for him I've to have the him ball. Setting up in the fourth. I agree. I, I agree. I, I know. I, I love. I, I love. Uh, uh, Tobias. I forgot what he said. He said something. You don't want. You don't want him to handle the box of China or something like that. It was. It was. It First was of really, all, I like that you called him Sabine. <laughs> I like that right there. It doesn't say I like that, and, and I'm going to tell him that, and that is amazing. I like that, John Sabine. <laughs> Sabine. He's not Sabine. <laughs> he is Sabine. Yes. <laughs> So not sublime, so no. Not sublime, but yeah, sublime. yeah, he made a good, a good point as compared to like he likes that, but you don't want to handle that box of uh, China we move in or something like that. Like that, that's true. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he fumbles the ball a little bit, but uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, because otherwise you have Zach either you know standing in the corner or you know doing the rest of the action off the ball. But but we'll, we'll see. With that. we'll see what this team goes into and what actually happens when we evolve from it. Um, but I'm happy we have a good player like. You know, like uh, Lonzo, and 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 for him, he could just go get better, right? With the Bulls at this contract, so like mm-hmm. he should just be getting better. We should get a better player every year with the Bulls. Yeah, and and 
just to go back real quick, and I wanted to add to the DeMar DeRozan, what the executive said about him. You're right, Chris, like, because when I read the article, that's what they said. It had nothing to do with the fit. It had everything to do with the picks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the money they love their picks. Yeah, it had nothing to do. They were like, no, it's a fit. Like, you have to do it. Like, you know, you make yeah. that move. What is Chicago going to do? They have to do that. But, you know, they gave up all the picks. They signed over too much money. That's what they were upset about. Right. But what but what didn't make sense to me was how can you see this team that you saw last year, you know, in the year before, in the year before, you know, the hot ass juice that this team was. <laughs> and and then they change all of that and definitely improve their starting lineup and make everything better. And you're like, they're tied with the New Orleans Pelicans for the worst moves in the offseason. Like the team that you know, we traded like loose squares and catch up for it to get Lonzo Ball. Like we we got a six, gave him a six piece of heralds, you know what I'm saying? And, and we got Lonzo Ball back. <laughs> and you know, they fired their coach. You know what I mean? Their biggest move was Devontae Graham. Like, you're like, that's tied, you know, for worse. That that's what didn't make sense to me. If you don't like the moves for money, cool. But that can't be tied for number one with that. If you want to put us in there, okay, but dang, dog, number one? I don't know. I don't know about that. That's what threw me off. Yeah. You, can't have, you, can't, you, can't have, you can't have everything right. You can't have the players and then have the picks. You get you gotta that's the whole point. You gotta, you know, yeah. you know uh, sacrifice something, you know. And that's right. that, that's what it is. Right. Like I said, they're they're worried about the cost. It's not about that's all they the criticism is criticism is about the bulls move for DeMar it's about the cost not about the actual basketball side and and that, it's just lazy to just fixate on the cost it's like there's people that I even like like um uh Seth Seth Partnow who's a who's a really good analytical mind but even like focusing on the cost is like look I get it I, I get that they gave up a lot but mm-hmm. let's focus on the talent like the talent's there the fit is there and I feel like Another thing people are overlooking, they, they went a lot of, and the other criticism, criticism I've seen is this, they've traded all this for a second round exit. And it's like, look, you have to get somewhere first. You can't just, you know, you can't continue to be a bad team, bad team, bad team. Mm-hmm. I think what this does is this sets up a reputation around the league for this organization that the, the Bulls are ready to, ready to do business. Mm. they're ready to mm. be a player and, and improve and, and are adding talent and respected talent. You know, mm. they're, they're adding these guys that are valued around the league, your reputation improves and you don't know what happens in, in a year or two. I mean, right now we can't trade a pick until 2027, but in a year or two, 2027 won't be, that far away and then we'll be yeah. able to trade those picks without yeah. any without a conscience right and right <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens with a guy like patrick williams mm. you know his potential is still there i think i think the i think kobe and pat are huge beneficiaries of these moves because this puts a lot less pressure on them next season we don't need to see them be take a big step like we don't need Kobe to be that point guard next to Zach right now he can just come off the bench do what he's great at catch and shoot mm-hmm. uh be that be that uh floor spacer re- offensive release valve spark flow off the bench Pat we don't need him to be the third guy after Zach and Vucci yet 
Nope. That was like that was a concern. It's like, okay, we're gonna need to see a big step from Pat. Not anymore. All mm-hmm. Pat's gonna have to do is improve defensively. He's gonna have to be bigger on the boards. Um, obviously take his open shots without hesitation. Like I don't want to see him like passing up open corner threes. There was a couple of times last season after the Vooch trade where I was like, dude, you got to shoot that corner open corner three. You're open, man. Just take it. Mm-hmm. Like Vooch kicked it out to you for a reason. Like you shouldn't be swinging the ball right there. I mean, I get you're trying to be a little unselfish, but you're wide open. And that's a very, that's, that's your shot. He was shooting like 45% in that corner. I was like, dude, you need to take that shot. Right. So like that, stuff like that, no hesitation, just the shoot, let it fly. When you, when they, when you get the ball and you're open, shoot it. So stuff like that, which we're going to have to see. And maybe, you know, you'll see as op- maybe he'll get a little opportunity in the second unit to do a little, a creation. But I think you, in summary, you kind of saw him being able to find guys at the basket. Like when he's, when he has the ball in his hand, he has, you saw his vision, you know, the way he was able to, you know, swing the ball and uh, zip the ball into the paint and get guys good looks. So I think those are the little things. We don't need to see him take a jump and become this like 17, 18 points per game guy right now. We're good, dude. We got, we got Zach, Vooch, and DeMar to carry the offensive load. The rest, now you guys can just take your time developing, play to your strengths, and we'll see in, a, in two, three years from now where you guys are at as you, at your development stage. That's a That's a – Excellent point. I love when people are in my brain because that's exactly the thoughts I had about Kobe and uh, Patrick Williams. Uh, Chris, that's kind of what leads to a question I had and I want to ask you. Um, With that being said uh, about Patrick Williams, what improvement in Patrick Williams do you want to see from him this year? Is it on the defensive, offensive side, both sides of the ball? Like what specific improvements do you want to see from him this season? I want to see him on the court with some confidence that he belongs there and that he's part of the offense. He's down there just to fill it, fill it space. And if summer league is anything, it's summer league. Uh, he had a different demeanor about him. So his demeanor on the, on the court, I'm not just here, golly gee, this is like a summer vacation. I'm playing with the big boys now. Mm-hmm. No, no, you are, you matter on the court. Shoot that shot like this lane. So I want to see his demeanor change. I want to see him know that what he does on the court impacts the winning. He's, like, like, like last year, you can kind of tell he kind of felt like what I do, yeah, helps out some, but it's not my responsibility to help this team win. Right. I want him on the court. I want his demeanor to, to show me that, okay, what I do on the court means something. It's valuable. So I need to, I need to like, you know, play my game and be more aggressive mm-hmm. now. And, and, and I think, um, you know, the coaches that give him that green light, and that's great. And also, as you know, Dave, I like to the best. I like to see great all-round players, and so right. I want to see Patrick handle the ball more. You know, um, so and saw some of that in summer league, right? So it's summer league, but he can't handle the ball. He played point guard in high school, whatever. He can handle. He can handle the ball a little bit. So I want to see him do that more. Maybe initiate the offense a little bit more. And um, and two points from his core vision is there. He's trying to be like LeBron James <laughs> in the summer league kind of thing. But we, but you get to the NBA, you're playing with better players now. So now those drafts. You know, we get to the paint. The rose is going to be open. No guys know where to be at versus the people at summer league. So, yeah. So just demeanor, knowing that your offense matters and that people want you to shoot the ball, and and improve your right game as far as ball handling. You know, um, but, you know, run, you know, leading the break a little bit more. Uh, maybe run offense a bit more. So confidence, getting guys open. You know, um, and he'll learn a lot because like the Rosen and and the ball 
very good with the sneaky passes. So he's going, you know, he's going to yeah. look at them and learn, like, okay, that's how you get the ball in the paint, the little bounce pass, whatever, in the pocket, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So that's what I want to see. They're just basically more aggressive and more confident okay. in this game. Okay. Um, anything about you, uh, Celine, that you want to see more of from, from Patrick Williams this season? I know you talk about what you want him to kind of work on, what he can work on, but what improvement do you specifically want to see? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see, like I said, defensive improvements. I want to see him be – I like the, how strong he was on the boards in summer league. Mm-hmm. I want to see him continue that. I, I think it's going to be beneficial for him because I do think he's more of a four right now than a three. I, I mean, I, I think he's better interior, defending the interior as opposed to stepping out on the perimeter a lot and trying to keep up with some of these uh, perimeter plays. Like, like we saw him try to keep up with, like, Devin Booker and, and Kawhi Leonard and all these guys. I think he'll be better off as a as a health defender inside. So I think that will benefit him because he's not he's not quick enough yet laterally to to really be a perimeter guy. He can he can help out a little bit if he needs to, but not for the entirety of the game, not for yeah. majority of the game. So I, I like to see him just like I said, just like Chris said, not shy away from him taking that open shot be assertive in that sense, you know, I'm, I'm not going to look at for him to get the ball and do a lot of work like he did in summer league and try to, you know, be, be such a high volume, high usage player, but just, yeah, those are the little things I want to see. And the biggest, the biggest need we'll need from him is to really up his defensive um, presence. Like he has last season, he showed potential. He wasn't good just because a lot of rookie mistakes, like you, you see a lot of rookies make the defensive lapses that he had those. So I think this season, just with the experience, that'll be beneficial for him. And if he can really be a, a nice defensive presence along with like, then you add Lonzo into the mix and then you'll have Caruso who haven't, we haven't talked or mentioned yet. Right, exactly. um, like he's going to be such a solid, you know, guy that you like, like Dave, you like to talk about the goon, adding a goon to the team. Yes. You know, that's what he is. He does the dirty work. He'll, he'll get on the floor and, mm-hmm. and scrap for loose balls. He'll, mm-hmm. He's one of the best point of attack defenders in the pick and roll. Um, he'll open, he'll, he'll open the court. He'll spread the floor. He, like he, he's not a high-volume three-point shooter, but he, he shoots 40%. Like, you know, yeah. he, he, he can hit the three. He can hit the open three. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think with Pat, you just want to see him make those steady improvements and just – and just be on the defensive end and the rebounding. That's the that's what we're really going to need him at. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, offensively, just make sure you're not passing up open looks that when you get the ball swung to you, because the ball's going to be moving and you're going to get open looks, man, take that shot. Do not, do not pass up a shot. Yeah. Uh, let me move to the, to the new guys, the rookies that they just uh, brought in. Um, this season, they drafted uh, Ayo Desumu uh, out of University of Illinois, uh, point guard, more of a combo guard, but, you know, came in as point guard. And the rookie they drafted uh, last season, uh, Marco Simonovic, is now here with the team. Uh, let me start with Ayo, uh, uh, Salim. Uh, what are your feelings on Ayo? Um, and quite honestly, do you think he will see the floor for this team this season or will, or will this be more of a, you know, we'll see him more in a G league kind of thing. So I originally, my, my 
that was we, we wouldn't see him a lot mm-hmm. simply because like how much guard depth we have like yeah. we have a lot of guys even like we haven't mentioned like on the wing when you talk about T- uh, Troy Brown Jr. Yeah, uh, they brought back J- uh, Javante, Javante Brown. Javante yeah. Brown, solid green, rotation yeah. piece, like a defensive player that could come in. Green, sorry, green, not brown, green. Um, solid piece that you know you, you can put out there. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. I think I think the Kobe injury might benefit him as far as playing time is concerned. Maybe he he sneaks in because of that. But I, I would expect most of the season him being in the G League. Um, and that's not bad. I mean, he needs to, no. like, we, that's what we need to do. Like, if we can develop some of these guys. And the same with, with Marco. Like, I think he's going to be, um, I, I think he's going to be Windy City Bulls bound, which is, I think, um, I, I have some concerns with his shooting. Like, his, his shot's a little flat. Like, I remember, um, shout out to uh, my guy, Coach, uh, Lara Golden, uh, Bulls 101. Um, I don't know if you either you guys follow him. I recommend it. He's mm-hmm. a yeah, head coach is mine, and he is a head coach. So he coaches AAU ball. So, mm-hmm. um, follow him. Any of all the listeners follow him at he's at underscore Lero Hoops. Uh, but yeah, so he he like I remember what him watching a lot of film on Marco, and I, I remember when I was watching the stuff he was posting, I was like. Yeah, I think Marco has shots a little flat. He's gonna need to, he's gonna need a higher trajectory on his shooting. So I think that's gonna be a concern. I, I have a concern about his athletic ability. He's not really a guy that can explode off the ground. So it will be interesting. Like I think there was a couple of plays in summer league where he struggled against smaller guys mm-hmm. at the rim, unless he had a running start. Like he couldn't just like get in there and just go over a smaller guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are a little concerns. I, I'm hoping, like, let's say, yeah, I, I did like some of the things he he was a nice. He showed to be a nice passer, good vision. Right. Um, so if he can improve his shot, um, just be, I don't know what he'll be defensively. I think it's going to be a problem defensively. But if he can just be a smart team defender, maybe you can eventually develop him to be that backup four or back of four or five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I for most part for IO and I'm, I'm sorry, I know I went into market without. No, you. it's fine. It's fine. Because <laughs> we were already talking about IO, but yeah, I think both of those guys, I, I think they're going to see heavy minutes in the G league. And that's what, well, you know, that's what we have the G league for. That's what we have the Windy city bulls. We need to develop these guys for, from a couple of years from now. That's where you see the Raptors now. They did like Fred Van Vliet. You know, he was a guy that a G League player essentially, and they developed him into like a starting point guard. Oh, excellent one too. Yeah, right. Very good. Right. So, like, if we can do the same with Io, hey man, that's awesome. Like he has, he's a like Io right now is probably a more of a combo guard. I think his his impact is more so defensively and offensively. He's probably the shooting is going to be key if he can improve it consistently. Hit that open three. Mm-hmm. That's going to be beneficial to him. But, yeah, I just think, like, that's what we're going to see these guys. We're going to see these guys at Windy City Bulls. All right, Chris, let me let me uh, have you expound on that because you mentioned – you kind of touched on that as far as uh, your criticism of uh, Marco. Uh, you didn't like how he wasn't, you know, basically dominating the smaller guy. He wouldn't, he wouldn't go in on him. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit, uh, the criticism yeah. you had? Salim, I think Salim's um, breakdown was, was perfect. You know, he doesn't explode. 
and he, he needs a running start. Um, he's flat-footed. You know, he's he's in the size because he can't elevate over guys. You know, he should. You know, he's he's hesitant, apprehensive. He doesn't know what to do with the ball a little bit. But you're tall. You still should be able to get a shot off over a small, smaller. Um, you know, that's you know that's something probably he probably he probably work on of course. But it's probably something that's going to be with him for quite some time. But I do like the fact that even with that though, he does not mind going to the bucket, which I like a lot. He doesn't mind getting dirty and just put his head down and just like I'm gonna get a shot off or I'm gonna get a foul. But definitely though, man, it personally it just upsets me when I see somebody tall and you got somebody short on you and you can't get a shot up. That just bothers me. But but surprisingly not, and he didn't shoot a lot in the summer league. No uh, three point shots. Uh, but you know, his passing to your points of limb has is, is there. Like he he knows he knows how to make a good pass. Um he brings the ball down the court sometimes as well. Um, you could tell he's a little more, you know, um, seasoned than the players on the on the uh, that's true on the on the team. Mm-hmm. He, the way he carries himself on the floor, I could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, Io, I love Io. Um, his defense is it's crazy. I love I love watching him play. Um, he's going to be in the league for some time. He just is because mm-hmm. his passes is 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 excellent. It's spot on. Where he runs yeah. the break, yeah. Where he delivers the ball. The paint on, on especially on a, especially on a break, and his defense, you know, he's he knocks. I mean, I, I could watch him play because on you know both ends of the court because he's always harassing the pass of the ball. You know, he's always tipping the ball. You know, get, you know guys don't expect guys to play that up on them. He does that, and so he distracts you, he bothers you, annoys you. So I can see him easily becoming also maybe a defensive stopper at some point. He comes over the Bulls. He uh, maybe not a true point guard. Yet, but um, he's definitely going to be the league sometime. Yeah, I I do I do have a guy though <laughs> that I like. Um, I, he hasn't done that a lot with the Bulls, but my guy Ethan Thompson. Ethan Thompson, I don't know why I like him a lot. Uh, he's smooth on the court. <laughs> he's supposed to be able to shoot a three, and it go. It, I, I don't know was I don't know what he did. I can't remember what he did in summer league, but uh, he had some games where he did, he, yeah. he had some three point shots I like. Uh, so to your point, Dave having a, th- having a guy who can shoot a three. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's him. I don't know. Um, maybe it doesn't stay with the Bulls. I don't know. But I like Ethan Thompson. He, I can see him being leaving sometime just because he seems to play within himself. At least what I've what I've seen. He doesn't try to do anything out of ordinary. But he will take that three point shot. And he's confident in it, and um, and he, it, yeah, I like his, I like the way he thinks about the game on the court. But yeah, I love Ayo, man. And, um, I like I like Ayo's a potential of being a guy that can potentially play the one, two, and three defensively like a, that versatility i like that because like he is he's his wingspan is huge mm-hmm. like seven foot wingspan so um I, I think he'll be a guy like if he can bulk up a little bit which i which he should be able to and like i said if he can develop i think he can be a guy like that you put on a lot of threes and he can defend them too i think it'll be interesting and um i i think somebody had made like a right now he's probably more like a shaq harrison who like come in and really does a lot defensively, but just offensively doesn't have a lot for him. Mm-hmm. But but that's a key right there, right? Developing him offensively, and that's gonna be that's gonna be the difference between him being in this league in a long for a long time to a guy that just kind of you know bounces around and is struggling to kind of you know find a spot. If he can develop that offensive end, that's gonna make him uh, you know 
that's going to make him a, a great pick. You know, we've got him with 38th pick, and if he can become that guy, he's wearing number 12. I know you guys hate hate Kirk Heinrich, but listen, man. No, no, that's he, Daniel Gafford's number. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, listen, if he can become <laughs> as good as Kirk Heinrich at the second round where we got him, that yeah. two-way guard, mm-hmm. hey, man, that's that would be good. Like, no, Kirk be very good. Look, Kirk, Kirk was overpaid for where he was. Like, I get that. But when you take away just how much we have to pay him, just his play, I thought he was a solid player. Like he was. wasn't. He wasn't he was a star. <laughs> he wasn't anything like that. He wasn't a guy that was a franchise guy. But look, if 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 you could take away the cost, if that's what if that what Io turns into, on a guy that you can come in and just constantly be, uh, hit the open shot when you swing it to him. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's, he's a franchise leader in three-point shots. What, what's that right? saying, though? That's not what hey, it's saying, saying that he's a franchise you know. leader in three-point shots. You know. like, man, so, are you saying he's better than Gordon? Is he better than Gordon? Right. No. It's not hate. That's not hate. Honestly, for me, it's like listen, saying he, Jay it, Cutler it, is the best quarterback of the Chicago Bears ever. If you go with the listen, it's like, he can hit the three. He shot the three ball bell. 37 to 40 percent. So he had epic. Is that good? Is that not good? 37 to 40 percent. All right. Epic Epic host streaks. Epic host streaks. Io should be better than um I wouldn't say that. Come on, it's not guaranteed that he should be better. Than oh, yes, he should. Kirk was in the league for a long time. No, he was. You're right. I think. I think. Actually, I think the knowledge comparison is actually kind of apt. But I think. I think what's the difference is that Io is. is uh, he was taller. He was more athletic. No, he's longer. He, and he, I mean, he, I long, he's longer. Be, he's yeah, more. No. And I think. I think. I think he's. I, based what I, you know, defensively, they both. They both good. But I think Io has a little more. Um, more game with them, more game, more, more, more oh, probably, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no doubt so, about that. Like, I think, like I said, if he can develop that offensive side, and that's going to be the difference between him being in this league for a while to a guy that kind of like just continuously bounces around like Shaq Harrison. That he should have bounced around. I, I like Io. Just, yeah. I can just I could tell, like. He's gonna be he, a has a, he has a goon. He has a goon quality about his. No, for like, sure. A and real, a real ethic, chip on his shoulder. That's really correct. The work vicious. ethic comes into play. It does. Yeah, it's the work yeah. ethic comes into play, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they can, especially if the Bulls have improved their player de- development, which we'll see. Like we, we've, we've heard of how much they have revamped it uh, compared to the, yes. the guy with the it wheel. Didn't exist. Yeah, it the guy, exist. the the one guy is sitting in a room with a wheel. Like, <laughs> turning his legs, kind of, you know. <laughs> now we actually have multiple dudes that have, you know, specific jobs. Right, uh, right. Focus on, uh, you know, player development. So yeah, I'm sure uh, the we'll new player see. development guy walked in the room like it's all the cobwebs, and <laughs> he was like, there was a bunch of them. Been you in know, here? Like instead of just one guy, there's like five of them, like five or six right, people. Like, right, right. They brought right. on to. To, like, to to be part of the de- player development staff, so yeah, like, we'll we'll see with him. Like, like it's I like said, unopened copies of like Goodfellas in the room and shit. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Like we all know what this is. Um, but he, you're he, right. I he, think he, I, 
Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was like, he, left my, he, he, he left my guy, Ethan Thompson. Y'all not feel him? I didn't see much. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't see much from him in summer. Really. I know, man. I know. He'll probably get a Well, so he's on he's on that exhibit exhibit 10, I think, uh, contract. So he'll probably, yeah, he'll probably get the invite to training camp. And yeah. then if he can somehow make it past training camp, he could get a two-way contract. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I, I didn't see much of him in the summer league. So I didn't we'll either. See. I don't know how much I don't know how much burn he'll get in training camp and preseason to really earn a spot. I, mean, I don't know why. I just I just, I just keep thinking. I, I, I don't see him some I'm like, he's gonna be around for a while. He's hey gonna man, pop we, up we, we all have our guys. Semi is my irrational like guy I love so much. Like he's only he's like you see like uh, this big wing that's 21 years old, athletic. Like, man, why can't like this guy? This guy's got it. I know it. Like, he just doesn't. He, he technically doesn't. He doesn't stick on any team. So maybe, maybe one day my guy Simi will make it. Like maybe, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see be hoping. We'll be hoping. Yeah. We'll be hoping, man. <laughs> oh man. Um, talking about uh, Io and. As far as his comparisons, that's interesting. You said uh, Shaq Harrison uh, and Kirk Heinrich. Uh, I I thought I in my head I I thought Chris Dunn, but right. better offensively. And I as far as his defense, I like I like his defense more than Chris Dunn because when he gets a steal, he actually starts the transition, and that's something Chris Dunn was not you know good. At. He would he would get the steal. But then he he has to give the ball up because if he's the one taking it, he's going one on four, and you know he you know you see what's going to happen. It's going to be a block or a miss shot or something like that. But Io is excellent in transition, so that's one of the main things I like about him. The other reason I agree with Chris about him being in the league a long time is he's good at running the pick and roll and defending it, and that is the that's a staple play in the NBA. Now, if you can run the pick and roll, you'll be around forever. And if you can defend it, you'll be around forever. He's excellent at both. Like, I, one of the concerns people had about him coming out of college, because I believe his, it was his career high uh, averaging assists his, his final season. I believe he averaged like five assists, and that was his career high. One of the main things people were concerned about was he didn't have, uh, well, you know, you had a dominant big. You know, you had Kofi Cockburn. It's, you know, it's easy to run that. Okay, well, bet. How about he go to a team with actually a really good center that he could run that with? Now right. he's got a guy in the boots he can run that with. You saw how well he and Marco ran that uh, pick and roll, man. Those guys, those pocket passes he was dropping on him were were perfection. Like, he's used to that. He's very good at, at running that kind of offense. So I think he's in the right place that uh, he could kind of, you know, showcase his, his skill set as far as that is concerned, as far as those two things are, are concerned. But but yeah, like the Kobe, you're right. The Kobe White injury is going to give him some time on the floor. Um, and I think his defense is what will keep him, you know what I'm saying, in the game if more than right. anything. And his effort is, is going to keep him in there more than anything. And also, like you said, again, learning from guys like Caruso and learning from guys like Lonzo Ball, who are two great on the ball defenders, and learning from those guys who actually play your position it's going to be awesome, man. Like, I think it's, it's going to do nothing but help him. His time in the G League is going to be great for him, too. Marco's also. I think his time in the G League is cool, too. And he's got he gets to learn from Vooch also. So, man, the way they set this up is great. They even have their – they still have their pick next year, which is why he tried to tell, like, 
they didn't trade everything. You know what I'm saying? Like they still can make a pick next year. They're banking on the fact that after this season and next season, those draft picks that you have won't be as of much of value that people might be holding them to because we plan on being good. We plan on being a contender. So Right. God, I, I love AK and Everson. Yeah, they're they're the absolute best. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. No, I'll say real quick. Be able to like, and no, I, I, I find Kirk Heinrich a fine player, but like Kirk Heinrich and uh, Chris Dunn, you know, fast breaks. You you, you know, Ooh. being being yeah. able to steal the ball and then run a break. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so valuable. Yeah, you know, yeah. take the ball and then run a break, and then not even run a break, run it well. You know, and guys go if you run it well, guys gonna run with you. That his that's why I like him so much because he knows how to be a point guard at least on a fast break on a break. He doesn't mess things up. You score when he's supposed to score. We do a turnover. Like oh, that's you know when he gets the ball and run the break. It's gonna be easy layup for someone. He's not gonna be oh he's gonna throw the wrong pass. He's too slow running down the court. Uh, he's too selfish. No, he's gonna make the right play. Just just the the some of the league games I've seen. I'm like I know that when he gets the ball on the break, it's, it's, you're going to get a bucket because he's supposed to score two points on a fast break, and that's valuable to have a guy on the floor like that. And, and you know he won't hinder you and getting easy buckets. You know I'll turn over. So, you know, yeah, man. See, we we like Kurt around here. You know, we just like guards that you know don't dribble, 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 <laughs> dribble, dribble, dribble. They, they clank, clank, <laughs> and then you know. Hey, listen, man. If he can turn the Kirk off, the, if he can turn a Kirk off the bench, I'll, I'll take that, man. You're right. No, he turns the yeah, Kirk right. off the bench. I will take it every day, all day. Yes. Shout out to Kirk Heinrich. Like I would take it every day, all day, if he turns into Kirk Heinrich off the bench. That would be awesome, man. All right, Celine. Let's get to the good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> let's get to the fun stuff as to why you are here, sir. You are here with us to do the second round of the tournament. Of trash. Now we had our first round. It was excellent. It was so much fun. This year we are doing the worst ball sports takes. These are the takes that Chris and myself and D Jackson, because he's part of the ball sports family. These are all the takes that we have said over the years. Uh, some of them are atrocious. <laughs> some of them were like, <laughs> what the hell were we thinking? Uh, but we had our first round. And it was a fun first round. And now it is on you, Celine, to decide who is going into the final four. This is this is a big this is a big deal, man. Oh man, and, and, it's our responsibility. But I think I'm ready for it. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh with, as as always, you know, you'll decide who goes on to the next round. Uh Chris and I each hold a veto vote just to preserve the integrity of the uh tournament of trash we call it the c red fred rule because he definitely <laughs> he definitely tried it <laughs> he, he, we have never used the veto outside of fred we just want to say that he's the only one we have ever used the veto on man because we had yeah so you always have to set something over fred man yeah like, you got you had to he had to put it in and we the unpredictability of yeah. fred one no, you, red fred so and you like when people can show you your flaws and you know where you, where, you know, where the back door is where you might not have a lock on it you know we appreciate fred for that so shout, shout out to fred we, we we like to make fun of him but we love oh him. yeah he's the, <laughs> he's the best he's the absolute best man uh so here in round two Celine, there are two regions there is the trash region and there is the garbage region which region would you like to start with my friend uh let's let's start with trash Ooh, we will start with the trash region. Here we go. Number one seed, 
Ben Wallace is not a Hall of Famer, said by D. Jackson, against the number two seed, Jimmy Butler. Now, D. Jackson said Ben Wallace is not a Hall of Famer. He shouldn't be a Hall of Famer because he never averaged 10 points a game. I told D. Jack he was insane. Ben Wallace is four-time defensive player of the year. Like, that's like winning four MVPs. The only one who's ever done that is the Kimbe Mutombo, and guess where he is? So, of course, he's going to the Hall of Fame. We made a bet. I said he'd be there within five to seven years. He'll be there. And he made it in four. And so now D. Jackson owes me a case of beer. And we'll see if he does it. We'll, we'll see if he lives up to that. He is a man of his word, so we'll see if he lives up to it. But, yes, not a good take. Against the number two seed, Jimmy Butler. If there's anybody that has continually, <laughs> and I mean continually, knocked down every single barrier we set up for them, it My is guy. Jimmy Butler. My every guy. single time Chris and I would come on here, we have a barrier set for that man. And I mean, he would run through it or jump over it some kind of way. Oh, man, you know, he. why you call him Jimmy Buckets? All he does is get fouls. He's Jimmy Whistles. He can't average 20 a game. Well, then he goes average 20 a game. Yeah, well, you know, he can't really lead a team to the playoffs. Yeah, well, then he goes to lead a team to the playoffs. Well, you know, he's got to become All-NBA. If he's going to do that, then he becomes All-NBA. Well, yeah, you know, he's got to be an All-Star, too. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and be an All-Star. Well, you know, he's got to go make a deep run in the playoffs. We see him make a deep run in the playoffs with Miami. Yeah, well, you know, he did all that, you know, but he's got to get to a finals, then he gets to a finals. Yeah, okay, he had a finals, man, but, you know, he got a ball out in the finals, has a 40-point triple-double. He's done it at every single time. He continues to shop down those things that we do, man. Would you agree with this, Chris? Absolutely. <laughs> every single time. So, Salim, Salim, and we know he's your guy. He is my guy. We need you to be fair and partial, and we're going to roll with you on this, man. Who moves on to the final four? Is it Ben Wallace is not a Hall of Famer or is it Jimmy Butler? So to be fair, I, I have to be fair. I, even though Jimmy like is every time I hear Jimmy slander, I get angry and I just I'm I'm Twitter fingers, man. Like, you know me. You know me. I get I get heated. I get heated. Uh, and by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement right now. Future Hall of Famer Jimmy Butler. That's, oh. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. That's I mean, all stars does he have? I mean, all stars does he have? He what? has five. He has five four okay. All NBA teams, four four five All NBA teams. He has four oh, All Defensive teams. Gold medal winner. That and he's not done yet. He's gonna add, he's gonna add still to the resume. He's, I think he's got to get in. Nah, guys, dude's yeah. getting in. No, you don't need the ring though, because guys have made it without the ring. So true. But, uh, right, but that's, that's my that's my go take. Go that's I, I've, I've said it. And they, another wall, another barrier. Another baby. barrier, right? Let's just put it that <laughs> getting there. He's getting there. But anyways, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Ben Wallace, not all of him, because that, mm. that's just absurd. Like. <laughs> you look at Ben Wallace's resume. I'm sorry, your guy D Jackson. No, no disrespect to your guy, but like that's no, no. Tell the truth, sir. Tell the like, truth. Like that's just so you look at his resume. Not only the defensive player of the year, you look at he, he's had his All Stars too. He's had countless All NBA uh, defensive teams, like first defense. Yeah, he's made all defensive. Uh, he's made all NBA teams as well. And obviously, you talk about the championship. I mean, the resume was always there. It was he should have made it on the first try. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. <laughs> like you talk about four defensive player of the years alone that gets you in, and then you add in all the other stuff. 
It's like, what, what's wrong with you, dude? It's like, what were you thinking when you said, nah, he's not a Hall of Famer? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the 10 points a game. It was I, that, I that he's never averaged 10 points a game. Listen, man, it was that. that. Points per game is like the most like annoying stat for me. People criticize like, oh, he doesn't have enough, enough points. Like, come on, man. There's more to basketball than points per game. Uh, <laughs> wow. Where are uh, the other number one seed? This yeah, that, that Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace ben is Wallace. not a Hall of Famer. All right. Mm. Ben Wallace is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> we'll move on. All right. <laughs> That's everything I wanted it to be. All right. Number three seed. Zach Levine won't be as athletic after his surgery. He's a Ricky Davis type. Against the number five seed, Denny Advia. Uh, the number three seed was once again said by D. Jackson. Um, <laughs> he, he did not believe me <laughs> that he said this. I had to go find it and then put it on the last podcast that we did that he called him a Ricky Davis type. But then you can also hear me and Chris yelling the words no at him like <laughs> over and over again. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, we even D didn't like this take. <laughs> he, when he hears it now, he did not enjoy it. That he said it, uh, it's 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 a bad take, and it's 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 just not a good take. Denny Advia, that is me. I was in on Denny Advia as far as who the Bulls should draft. I knew they weren't going to get Lamelo, and I was like, if they're not going to get Lamelo, you got to get this Advia guy. Because look, I've seen the take, guys. Look at this guy. Look at the effort that he plays with. I'm, I was just enamored with his effort. I was enamored with how he played. Um, when Chris told me the story, the Lion King story, as I call it, when, when he won a game and he went in the stands and he grabbed a baby and he held it up and <laughs> joy. And Chris said he did it two times when he did it twice. I was all in. I was like, Diddy Avia, yes, get him. He's going to be the one. That's who the bull should be getting right there. Give me Diddy all day long. And then he has been, yeah, <laughs> he came in and had to, done too much man and i mean to the point he couldn't get on the floor like they they he was on the floor to start and then they took him <laughs> off the floor and he, he wasn't even getting any tick so salim i'll ask you who moves on the number three seed zach levine won't be as athletic after surgery he's a ricky davis type against the number five seed denny advia I, i'll go with zach levine's not won't be as athletic because like in hindsight now when you look at it it's like Man, Zach Levine might be more athletic now. Somehow, mm-hmm. I like it. Just the his athleticism is just absurd. Like, the absurd. the way he still bounces off the ground, it's just absolutely insane. I'll say this about Denny. I think it's a little too early to say that he's a failure because it's only he only had one year and it was not what well, it was like fifty four games. So I, I think he probably still has a chance to develop and be a nice player. We'll but see. The- but then it's looking at, you know, Patrick Williams on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so it's like I was all in and then you look at Pat on top of that, you're like, ooh, yeah, that was a bad one, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, we'll see with, with Denny. But, like, yeah, I think the, the Levine one, and not to pick on your guy, D-Jackson. Because yeah, it's what it is. I, li- I like him because I listen to your guy's show a lot. He's on. Yeah. He's a good He's a good dude. He sounds Very like intelligent, dude, yeah. So, yeah. yeah he, he said a lot of, lot of right things, you know, too, too yeah. as well. So he's, he's got a lot he of stuff. He says a lot of right too. things, yeah. Now, we'll I, don't, I, don't, I don't align with his Jimmy hate, but, like, 
I, 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 I like him. I don't, I don't, I think he's a good, he sounds like a good dude. Like, so, but yeah, I, I'll go with, I'll go with Levine. I won't be as athletic after surgery. All right. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think the, I think the, the, a Ricky Davis type is really look at it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That's, the Ricky yeah. Davis is that, that's like, that's, that's insulting. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's slanderous. That's slanderous. slanderous. Yes. It is, man. Like, Ricky, ugh, wow. All right. So that is done for the trash region. Let's move on to the garbage region. The number one seed, Luka Doncic, won't be good. That is C Dub. No. Against the number two seed, Rondo is not a good player. Once again, D Jackson. Um, Chris, I'll, I'll let you uh, have the floor on this one. <laughs> Luka Doncic uh, not being good, sir. Yeah, as I, as I said in the last podcast, I am an excellent, you know, if anything, scout of basketball. And I knew right away when I saw Luca, he could not play in the NBA. Uh, he's too slow. Um, the ball handling skills I saw were trash. And uh, he couldn't shoot. And somehow he grew two feet. We got to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not think he'd be good. I thought he, I thought he'd make it to the NBA and be okay. I did not think he would even be approaching an all-star type. So, yeah, I, I, to my eye, when I saw him, saw the highlights and watched his build on YouTube, I did not have him being good at all, really. I have him being bad, but I didn't have him being good. And for him to be, like, <laughs> one of the best players ever in NBA history right now, <laughs> to my taking home yeah. be good, it's a big gap, big gap. No, the, so, the best part about it is it, it, it actually took you convincing. After seeing him drop several 30-point triple doubles, <laughs> you still was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, 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 Celine, here's, here's, here's what I tell Dave. Well, if Scott Pippen was guarding, he would be doing that. Yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which you can't you can't use that as your pressure. If, if, if Michael Jordan was guarding, he would be getting that shot off. Come on now. <laughs> he did, man. But yeah, he looked a little tongue Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, against the number two seed, Rondo is not a good player. Uh, D. Jackson has never liked Ray John Rondo. <laughs> He's never liked him. Not a fan of him. Uh, I specifically believe it's because of him, he and Derrick Rose, because D. Jackson is a colossal uh-huh. Derrick Rose fan. So I specifically believe it's because of that, but you should not let that cloud your basketball <laughs> judgment in your mind. <laughs> Uh, when he would just spout this to us and I mean, just go on tirades about how he is not that dude. He is not that good. Um, barely a hall of fame. I was like, dude, he, he, he didn't even think he would be in the hall of fame. And I'm like, the man, <laughs> the man led the league in assists with like three different teams. Like you can't say that he's not a hall of favor and things like that. So yeah, D Jackson just did not think he was a good play, player. Um, didn't want to believe in him when he was here with the Chicago Bulls and he saw him go Rondo and then you saw him, you know, help the Lakers win a championship last year. So yeah, he's a good basketball player. I think it's safe to say that he's good. Um, so Celine, who moves on here? Luka Doncic won't be good against Rondo is not a good player. It's definitely Luka moving on because. Wow. But yeah, that's, I mean, Rondo, I, I think I had my issues with Rondo too. Like in the regular season, he wasn't that much but the playoff rondo was real though like uh, originally uh, when he first started and, and i'm talking about before his injuries uh right. after his injuries not before his injuries because right. before his injuries he was just good all the time mm-hmm. um but after his injuries i think i don't know if he just kind of took 
the regular season like lightly or whatever. But playoff Rondo is a real guy. Like you saw him every year, you know, regular season, he would just wouldn't be very good. He just like he would always hurt the team somehow. But then the playoffs come and then this guy is integral you know integral part of you know making things happen. Like that Lakers championship, you know, he was huge for them, like major. Very. He made some big plays for them, you know. So mm-hmm. um yeah. Playoff Rondo, playoff Rondo is real. Rondo is is good, uh, but yeah, Luca, guy's a generational player, man. That he's race, just yeah. like there's as I just saw it, like I, I think it came down to people not understanding like how good that league is that he's playing in. Mm. Um, it's probably it's the second best league to the NBA, and it's like you, you, he was a child, like a 15 year old <laughs> kid playing against grown ass men was like you know succeeding and succeeding so Mm -hmm. that when you saw what he was doing and it's like okay this guy is gonna be really good now we can argue i can i can completely agree with people when they say like you i thought he would be an all-star but him coming in from like the get-go to the like the second season being this absurdly guy that drops 40 point triple double on a regular basis i think maybe that yeah, we probably could say we didn't see that coming so quick. Mm-hmm. Like from right away, this guy just comes into the league and just is just, you know, almost single-handedly beating like the Clippers. <laughs> so like, you know, seeing, seeing him do the things that he's done, it's a, probably a little bit more than what we expected from like for him to be so quickly that good. But yeah, Luca's moving on because Luca is just – Shout out to John, shout out to John Sabine. That's his yes. guy too. So Luca. <laughs> yes. Luca, Luca's moving on. All right. Luca moves on. Luca moves on to the final four. Go ahead. I'm, sur- I'm surprised, man. I really, I really, I really <laughs> thought Rondo not a good player. Because Luca is like, you know, I could see you. You know, you didn't know really. Rondo's like, he's a good player. Like the, but uh but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, just, that, it's just the fact that not he's not just good, like he's generational. I exactly, think that's, that's the point. That's yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, the yeah, gap, like I, I said, is there. Yeah, the gap. That's what does it. That's um, a lame. I love it, man. All right, let's move to the final matchup here. The final matchup: the number six seed and the upset. The number six seed, Jaleel Okafor, has more upside than Bobby Portis. <laughs> that is said by Chris and myself. <laughs> Against the number four seed. <sighs> Lowry Market. Now, the number six seed um, was said uh, by D. Jackson when he said that Bobby Portis has more upside than Jaleel Okafor, and Chris and I went insane. <laughs> We're like, what are you talking about? This is Jaleel Okafor, dude. This is like the number two pick in the draft. He is going to be great. He's going to be awesome, dude. Like, give him some time. Like, he's going to be that man. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And then Bobby Portis goes out and basically has an incredible season. <laughs> like he he's gotten better every single year that he's been. He's he's definitely stretched his game to where he is one of the best three point shooters out there. Should have been in the sixth man of the year conversation. I don't know why he wasn't. And then on top of that, let me go ahead and win a ring. <laughs> on top of that, you know, with Giannis, under the Kupo, and the rest of those guys. So. Yeah, I'm, and Jaleel Okafor, I honestly don't even know what Jaleel Okafor is doing right now. So <laughs> much respect, much respect to the hometown, though, like for real, because he was a beast at Whitney Young. He was, he was monstrous. Um, against the number four seed, 
Larry Marketing. Everybody knows it's well documented. My love for one Larry Marketing to the point where I even I, I got my man's hot sauce here. Even with me, man. Like it was that deep, my love for one Lowry marketing, ladies and gentlemen. I bought several of these. Chris has one. I don't know if he still has it because I gave it to him. But yes, it was this deep for one Lowry marketing. Um, but my goodness, man, what talk about just not living up to the hype and the expectation I had for him. Watching his tape in Finland now makes me angry because I don't know who that basketball player is. Like, who is this dude with confidence and moves? and dunks and you know just hyped up and yelling at people and you know making the right play and hitting game when he shots and begging for the basketball and then you get here and i just i don't know who you are <laughs> like i just <laughs> don't know who you are man every game oh i held on to february for a long time february and- Oh my God. I remember arguing with Kendall Gill. I'm arguing with NBA players about <laughs> Lowry marketing. Like, you're wrong, Kendall Gill. You're wrong, NBA veteran Kendall Gill. 11 steals in the game. What do you know? <laughs> you don't know. Lowry marketing can be great. And oh my God. Now I can't wait for him to leave. <laughs> That's the point we're at with Lowry marketing. So, Celine, who will move on? Um, Jaleel Okafor has more upside than Bobby Portis going against Lowry Markman. You know, I'll say this about Jaleel that before we get into who I pick, I think he came into the league at a time where the, the game was changing so much. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was a throwback big. Like yeah. if you, if he came in and even like in the early two thousands, I, I think he would have probably had found more success uh, because obviously we still you know, valued those type of back to the basket bigs back then mm-hmm. uh, that didn't really have like a lot of range in their game. But I think that's probably what hurt Jalil more than anything. Like just the, just the timing when he came into the league um, and, and Bobby Portis is really good, but it's not like Bobby Portis is a, a star. He's a good mm-hmm. player. He's a, he's a solid role player. He can impact the game off the bench, but it's not like Bobby Portis is like this, this phenomenal like guy that's 20 and 10 every game and just doing crazy foolish things out on the court. So, uh, so I'll, I'll say, I'll say it's Larry Markinen because we all mm-hmm. at some point thought Larry would be something special. Like he, he showed some potential to be more than what he's, I think he's probably now best suited as a scoring big off the bench. Like just a guy that comes in, spaces the floor, and like I, 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 I'll be surprised if he's ever a focal point of a of a team uh. offense. Like probably like a fourth guy, fourth or fifth guy, maybe like coming in and just giving you a little offense here and there. And then because he's so limited defensively, you'll have to take him out when it's like late in the game. But yeah, um. I'm I'm gonna say a Larry Mark and it moves on because this he this especially when knowing that you know he he was supposed to be so much more than he is or what he became. That's a surprise to me because I know Larry Marketing. I, I had high expectations for him, but not as high as most people. So I'm a little surprised by that. But just like man, Jaleel, Bobby got a big contract though, Celine. You got a big contract. You're gonna get some money. You're gonna get paid. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, I think what is Okafor and like the 
with the Pelicans right now, I think that's what uh, here, here's the big gap. I don't know if, if uh, Okafor's in the league. <laughs> no, he's he's, but, for, he's playing for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, but I do, and they got a lot of like power four, small four people in that team. They got yeah, a lot of young. That's where that's a weird spot for him to be at. I guess, I don't, yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's talented. He's gonna hop around, but I, I don't. I man, he's falling off, falling off. Yeah, he's like like I said, he just came into the league when when we were the league was changing, so. I, I think that's kind of hurt him in that sense, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's still in the league somehow. I don't. <laughs> we'll see how much longer he lasts, but he's in the league somehow. I mean, <laughs> he's making four million this year. That's good for him, man. Yeah, it's a it's a good career to have I being an NBA player. Or maybe not four million. I don't know what he's making. He might not be making that much. I thought. I think that was about probably his rookie contract when he was making that much. Um. But no, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm go with I'm gonna go with the Larry Markin and one. Okay, so Larry Markin moves on in the coverage region. Larry the final four is set. Final four is set. I think if I make a prediction right now, Ben Wallace versus Luca is gonna be a competitive finals. Ooh, that's what you got in the finals? Okay, all I right. I do. That's that's gonna be. I mean, I look at it as like Ben Wallace, not a Hall of Famer. Luca won't won't be good. Those are, I think, those are headed for a, a, for a fight. <laughs> headed for a showdown. Yeah, <laughs> showdown. I think those two are headed for a showdown. Although, don't sleep on Levine, you know, and Ibuki Davis. Yeah, time. that's that's my that's, dark horse. That's my dark horse. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah, that's my dark horse. It's just the Ricky Davis type that kind of puts it over, but that's, that's my dark true. horse, man. But that's true. You're right. The number one seeds are strong. I mean, it's going to be Duke, North Carolina out here, man. It should, it should be some <laughs> some really incredible matchups. I can't wait to see who moves on to the to the championship. And once we, once we get to the championship, all the wonderful listeners, all our wonderful fans on Twitter get to vote and decide who wins the tournament of trash and who wins the please retire Norm Van Leer's jersey trophy. So, yes. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. We'll continue this next week. We got a great guest uh, coming on next week. I won't tell y'all who it is, but it's a great guest. And yeah, I can't, I can't wait to talk to this person. It's going to be awesome. Celine, the dream. Thank you for coming on, man. Please let the people know where they can find you, where they can listen to you, where they can follow you on social media, sir. Oh man, pleasure. I, I love coming on and talking to you guys. Like you guys are my favorite, some of my favorite people. Oh, thank uh, you, man. For real. Like I love your show. You guys just, you know, I you guys make me laugh, you know, and, and you guys are fun to listen to. Um, so it, this is a pleasure. This is an honor that even though like I've been begging, it's an honor still <laughs> that you chose me. That you chose me. It's, it's, and you see, there are a lot of slots open. You know, it's it's very exclusive. So the fact that you got it on is. means a lot. It is exclusive. It's they're, they're literally... You like me. You really like. Me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are literally only two slots open because round one is always already set, and so there are literally two slots open every year. And you know we we try to get guys on. Our guy Marcus, uh, it's still mad at us because oh, he's yeah. been trying to get on here for years. Every year he gets mad at us now because we don't we haven't had him on the tournament. <laughs> and every year we're like, hey, how about next year? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's become like a bit. It's become like a bit now in my head now with with Marcus, man. But we definitely were trying to get him on 
uh, one of these, man, that we do because he really wants to be on here. But we 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 definitely wanted you on here, Celine, because not only are you a great person, but just your basketball knowledge and what you say, like it's really brilliant and it's really incredible, man. And I'm just glad you came on here to share that with the people, man. So we appreciate that, though. I, pre- I appreciate it. But yeah, you, you can follow me at uh, Salim underscore BG Hoops. Mm-hmm. That's B as in boy, G as in girl. That's Bulls Gold. That's for Bulls Gold. Um, you can follow there. You can follow our, our podcast account at Bulls Gold. Um, you can follow my uh, very illustrious, intelligent uh the Barry White of Bulls Gold, uh, Bulls <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. podcasters, uh, Edward Schuler Jr. That's Edward Schuler. Last name is spelled S H U L E R Jr. Uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're actually newly joined the Barroom Network. Oh, so wow. yeah, look mm-hmm. us up on the Barroom Network. You can find a bunch of great uh, Chicago sports shows and various other type of shows on there that they do. Uh, they also do like some stuff like, like sometimes movies and like rate podcasts. Sometimes they may have up, but like yeah, man, it's uh yeah, we we had a great opportunity to join them. So look us up on there. That's awesome. Uh, listen to the other shows too if you want. They're good shows, and yeah, uh, that's 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 about it. Yes, sir. You can check us out uh, at ballsports.com. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at Ball Sports and at Ball Sports One, and we are also on Instagram at Ball Sports. And check out our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are in the same places where you can find Bulls Gold. We are right there as well, Chris. Yes, and don't forget you can check us out on YouTube. Um, let's search for Ball B A W L or hashtag Ball. We'll come up. Um, we're going to have all the tournament trash, um, you know, shows on YouTube. I think going forward, pretty much gonna have all our shows on YouTube, you know, um, as well. So, yeah. So, you want to see how you know the handsome Chris, the uh, fabulous Big Dave, and the wonderful Celine Suluala, Dream, you know, Celine the Dream, <laughs> Celine the Dream, you know, uh, check us out on YouTube and um, don't forget to to, to, to uh, so, so subscribe. Don't forget to um, like and subscribe. To like and subscribe. That's right, man. Thank y'all for checking us out. Thank y'all for rolling with us. We are moving on to the final four. We'll see y'all next week. We'll do it right there. Thanks to my man, Celine, on behalf of my man, Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. I'm Big Dave. We out. See y'all. Peace. Bye. We gone.